Välkommen till EdTech Tuesdays. En intervjupodd om innovation, lärandekultur och teknologier för lärande. Vi samtalar med svenska och internationella innovatörer, investerare, thinkers och doers som utmanar status quo. Podden produceras av Snabbfoting, en ledare inom kontinuerligt lärande och digitala plattformar. I'm ready. Are you ready? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah lovely, Lisa. It's a pleasure to have you here today. How does a dream workplace look like for you? Ah, oh, well, it's a really good question because uh, I think uh, the pandemic has really helped us move into that future workplace, of course. Uh, to me, uh, a workplace of the future is full of trust, it's mm-hmm. full of collaboration, um, it's full of innovation. Um, and it's much, much more, I'd say, flexible. So there's much more role movement, if indeed it is a role, if indeed we have jobs in the future. Uh, mm. Because I imagine that it, it won't be so static. We won't sit in, in, in jobs or roles. We'll move around depending on, on what our skills are. Mm. Um, I very much see um, a movement away from the less linear style that we have now so we tend to have our education whether that's university we go into a job and then another job and another job and then eventually we retire Mm. I see it much 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 more different in the future Um, we won't have that linear approach we'll be sort of in and out of different careers um, Mm. and and learning will be continuous Mm. it won't be just when we're in education we will have a mix of education job education job uh, so much more fluid and flexible than it is right now mm. that's my image anyway <laughs> interesting exciting and uh, Liz if you tell about your background uh, you are a leader you have worked uh, with leadership uh, many many years uh, yes. if you tell more Yeah, I started off as a a psychologist Um, and I remember sort of in my school days, I always asked the question why, you know, as kids do, I wanted to know why, why was the the sort of the naughty kid being a naughty kid, you know, why, 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 why did you throw the brick through the, the greenhouse of the headmaster? And of course, that often put me in difficult situations with that naughty child. But I was, <laughs> but I was curious. I was really, really curious, and um, that led me to do my psychology degree. And then I thought I might want to work in in clinical psychology, and I, I worked for a couple of years uh, in mental health departments, which was super interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I I took a lot of skills with me. I can tell you into the corporate world. Yeah. Um, And then I, I I started to work in business and in consultancy. So I've I've consulted to many well-known uh, corporations that you would you would know of. Mm. Um, and I I am many many years working in small consultancies in London, and then moving into my own business for 14 years, uh, and then I joined Volvo Cars, um, and I 
I've just left and my last role was the global head of leadership at Volvo Cars. So mm -hmm. yeah, always working with leadership, with talent, with high potential. Um, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, you mentioned London and now you spoke about uh, Volvo and uh, yeah, Sweden Nordics. H have you worked abroad more than that? I haven't, London? I haven't lived anywhere other than the UK and Sweden, but mm -hmm. I have consulted to con companies across the globe. So okay. I, you know, I mean, working with, with companies uh, in China, uh, in the US and, and obviously around Europe. So that's always really interesting to, to see the differences, the cultural differences uh, every time you, you, you go to a new country or, or company. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is uh, quite large uh, differences uh, uh, among uh, all, all the countries. Uh, as you said, China, uh, Europe, the US. Uh. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and the leadership of development, absolutely. Uh, if we go back to your future dream workplace, um, what do you say, uh, if you think about, uh, think out of the box, uh, how can a playground with highly performing talents and teams look like? I often think we don't use all our skills at work. You know, we, we basically are matched against a job, but that's not everything about us we have skills and competences that maybe we're not using and mm. again we've seen that in the pandemic we've seen um people switching jobs and and doing other things i mean i i was just at Schiphol last week um in amsterdam oh my the airport there is chaos at the moment <laughs> <laughs> it really really is and, and and we know that you know the baggage handlers who were laid off during the pandemic have gone and found themselves other jobs they've yeah. they've transferred their skills mm -hmm. so i you know i i as i see much more flexibility so that we are i mean we're starting to see this movement now in the talent marketplace um, so the internal marketplace, there's a lot of AI tools out there supporting organizations to be able to, to, you know, to look at us as individuals and say, hey, what are your skills? What really gives you energy and motivates you? Mm. And to be able to, to match people to a role that fits them much, much more than than the static roles that we have now so much more movement i would say mm. in the in the future um and uh, uh, almost a gig economy internally that's how mm -hmm. i would see it mm -hmm. uh, and less hierarchical you know the traditional you go in at entry level you you know maybe get your first line manager position and become a senior manager you know you know the you know the route mm. <laughs> yeah and then you get to the woohoo <laughs> the, the c-suite yeah. And believe me, I've worked as an executive coach and, you know, people will get there to the C-suite, to the VP position and they'll say, now what? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I've got to the top of the mountain. Yeah. And <laughs> what to do next? Uh... What, what now? And is it really everything I hoped and dreamed it would be? So mm. I think we see a much more of a, this playground. And I like the analogy of the playground because there are slides and there are roundabouts and there are climbing frames. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's less the pyramid and much more movement. Um, mm. 
Um, one of the things at Volvo Cars is we had a, a global graduate program mm -hmm. and 50 graduates uh, turn up every year um, and they get the opportunity to go on rotations around the business yeah. and get to spend several months in different parts of the business. Lovely. And wouldn't that be wonderful? And many people say, wouldn't it be wonderful if more people could have yeah. that opportunity to just be able to experience the full fullness of the business and 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 get different perspectives so mm. i see it much much more as i say movement uh, around around the business so so people feel engaged and fulfilled i mean certainly as we've seen people leaving organizations in the great resignation mm. we know that one of the the primary reasons people are leaving is they feel that they're not getting the advancement or career development or learning that they want. Hmm. Um, so I think it's really important as we move forward that we're, we're making sure that that happens in companies. I was at a conference uh, last week. Uh, uh, it was a Nordic conference. It was a lot of people and culture and talent development. Uh, they spoke about uh, uh, like, uh, you join projects instead of you have a role. Uh, yes. So it comes more and more uh, if you uh, engage, you engage the employees uh, to um, enter projects uh, instead of roles. Uh, yeah. And a lot of, uh, yeah, the collaboration uh, was important as well. Uh, mm -hmm. And the internal uh, mobility, as you described. Yeah. And uh, certainly Unilever ha have done that. And I, I really like that, that, you know, you could uh, advertise, uh, I have this project, um, mm -hmm. it's going to last for one month, two months, three months, who would like to apply. Mm -hmm. And so that opportunity, these are the skills that I'm looking for, and then to be able to match people to those. So yeah, much, much, much more ability to go on small projects or larger projects, or if people want that stability yeah. of the the role to, to have that as well and now with uh, when it is uh, more and more difficult to find skills uh, mm -hmm. you you have a lot of skills internally in the companies and if you have a project-based uh, method you have skills everywhere uh, you need to to dig and see okay wh where's the motivation what, what skills do we have here and you can add them to to the project and uh, complete it uh, yes. yeah no but i think so and i and i think what one of the things that i'm seeing more of i, I was reading about a uh, data scientist at microsoft who mm -hmm. had a phd in archaeology yeah and so this sort of dual career, because what that does is bring different perspectives. Mm. And I think we need different perspectives to, to look at things in, in, in different ways, because that's where innovation comes from, right? Yeah. You know, if we have that diversity of perspectives, if we're all looking through the same lens, because we're all from the same profession, mm. it, it's a bit trickier. But as soon as we bring in diversity, then I think we have that opportunity. Absolutely. So I, I really like that. And my, my friend's son, who is 18, he's, he just took a gap year before going to university and he's studying political science. Mm -hmm. But du during his gap year, he learned how to become a chef. 
So mm-hmm. he went on a, a you know, a, a course. So people were like, but I thought he was going to be a chef and now he's going to be a politician. I mean, what is he going to be? But he has options um, and he may do both um, mm-hmm. as he as he goes into the future. And I think it's important to have different sort of experiences uh, because if uh, everybody is uh, similar to each other, have the same background, we don't have diversity. So no. uh, you add uh, new perspectives when you have different backgrounds. Yes, absolutely. And um, now in a world, a uh, rapid changing world with lots of uncertainty, what does a successful leader need? Mm-hmm. How do you define a successful leader? I think uh, it's getting more and more complicated, obviously, isn't it out there? We all <laughs> know this. Um, yeah. You know, I think leaders, ha- we have a lot of expectations on them now. They're expected to, you know, this relentless pressure to deliver on the short term. We need it now and, you know, we need to be able to deliver. Mm. And of course, you know, the pandemic came and, you know, we have the supply chain issues, semiconductor shortages, and yeah. you know, and now we're talking our way into recession, of course. So all of these things are piling up, and at the same time, we have to be able to deliver short term as leaders. Mm. But what do we drop when we're thinking short term? We're forgetting about the future. And of course, that we often put to one side and we need to be thinking about um, you know, what does it look like in the future? Where are, where are we going? Um, and I was actually talking to one of the airlines yesterday. Mm. Um, and of course, they've had a very difficult time over the last couple of years. Really, yeah. really hard. Um, and when you're going through a difficult time uh, and I can see it come in in the next year, we tend to sort of close down, go into control, focus on what we're doing, Yeah. when that is the opportunity to look ahead, you know, think, what can we do differently? What can come out of this? Mm. How can we reinvent ourselves? So I really see leaders have this, uh, have to have the short term, yes, deliver now, but also need to be really focused on, you know, the innovation, the future. Um, and I certainly know some companies w- will spend time purposefully doing that. They will have maybe a, a, an innovation think tank or a future focused mm. think tank where yeah. they will spend time looking outside, looking at what other companies are doing and thinking about where are they going next? You know, what's the, the next big idea for them? Mm. Can you see some sort of uh, skills, behaviors they need to train more of. Uh, you spoke about focus, but skills mm-hmm. they need to train. I would say curiosity. There's yeah. a there's a one favorite. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Curiosity. There's mm. a, a wonderful article by Linda Hill from Harvard Business School, and mm. she talked uh, about curiosity, not coding. Because uh, we're very focused, I think at the moment we need we need obviously software engineers, yeah. but we also need that curiosity, um, creativity, of mm. course, that that ability to to think in different ways. Um, I think adaptability 
you know, as we've said, the world is not linear. Um, to to be super planned is not going to be the answer. You know, we talk about strategies. Um, you know, five, ten year strategies. We can't have those anymore. I mm. mean, we can we can have a an idea of where we're going in five to ten years, but it has. Yeah. To, we have to be able to adapt. Mm. Um, and I think to be able to be comfortable with ambiguity, because it. It, we're not going to know the answers you no. know if we go back to March 2020 you know we didn't know the answers we didn't know how we were going to operate in this environment yeah but we had to find a way and uh, and we couldn't just sit still and, and wait for it to be over we had to to move forward mm. so I think those are some of the things certainly Linda Hill talks about mm. and of course I would add to that trust yeah. You know, we have to be able to trust our people and we have to be able to let go of control Yeah, because we don't have the time. We have to be able to enable and empower our people and, mm. and bring, bring out the best in, in all of our people. Mm. That's a biggie for me as a leader. If there's, there's one thing, it's to be able to trust and, and let go mm. and, and start from that point of trust. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I hear, oh, but I just wait until that person's built the trust. I think we have to say, no, I'm going to trust you. Mm. And, and we'll go from there. I think it's really, really important with the trust uh, now when it is uncertain times. Uh... I, I was at an airport and I purchased a book uh, regarding leadership and it was regarding trust and inspire. Uh, so it uh, was really, really interesting. But I, I think the inspire is a, a really interesting one because uh, Bain and company did a little bit of research on that. Um, when we inspire our people, we actually get a lot more productivity. Yeah. And it makes sense that you write, you know, if if you feel inspired, you know, you want to, to be your best, you want to, um, you know, do your best. But, you know, if you're not feeling engaged at all, then, of course, that impacts on productivity. Mm. So I think we have to stop thinking in this one plus one equals two kind of way. I, I think yeah. that we do. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, this, oh, you know, one person produces X amount because mm. that's not how it is. You know, mm. we're, we're human. There are lots of things that can disengage us, that can make us feel demotivated mm. and, and stop us from working. Mm. You know? If we dig a bit deeper, how to enable the best in every talent in the workplace, we have the leadership, but what do the leaders need to do? I think it's, it's very important that leaders are people people. Yeah. Um, so that they are able to to work with their, their team and know their teams. I think that's super important. Um, and that they are responsible for enabling their people to, to be the best that they can be. So develop yeah. their talent. Um, it, it's the leader's responsibility to, to see you and understand what motivates you, understand what you need to, to be 
uh, you know, really functioning at a really good level because motivation can disappear in a moment. Mm. You know, you can come in to work on a on a Monday and somebody can say one thing to you and you can just drop in in your your motivation. So we really need to be checking in on people and, and really listening to mm. them. To me, listening is a is a key to to leadership. You know, having that radar out there and and, and really listening to, to not only what people are saying, but what they're not saying. People drop clues all the time. I think it's really important as a leader to be able to pick those up and go, hmm, there's something just not quite right there. Let me just have a one-to-one and, and, and maybe find out what's going on. Mm. So I think to be able to to do that, to, to have the empathy, to, you know, and not everyone's the same. So we can't treat people exactly the same. No. You know, what what motivates one person so somebody might find it really stimulating to go and present to the executive team that's great for one person whereas another person might say no way Mm. that doesn't give me any energy whatsoever so we just have to know our people know how we can enable them to to really grow and uh, and get what they need um from from the organization and I think that's really changed. I mean, we know that, don't we? We've seen that, that, you know, it is the employee that is now in charge, really. Yeah. You know, we see that when people come for recruitment, for interviews, that they want to know, is this a good culture? Is mm. this a place that I'll really thrive yeah. and that I want to be at? So I, that has switched um, so organizations have to be able to step up and to accommodate that. Mm. Can you say it is the um, um, impact of the pandemic or where does it come from? Can, I, think, we... I think the pandemic has been a, a catalyst, to yeah. be honest, for that. Yeah. It's, it's really made people reflect and think about what it is that they want. Um, We hear regularly that the younger generation, you know, don't want to to be like their their parents and and work these crazy hours and weekends. They want a fulfilling, purposeful career. Yeah. Um, So I think it's built um, up to this point and and the pandemic has just tipped us into the next stage, which I, I think is great, actually. Mm. Um, I think it, it's needed. Um, I think we need to revisit how we work. Mm. Um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, we're, we're still sort of hanging on to the industrial revolution and that whole kind of like you work long hours and produce as much as possible. Yeah. So, but we know, I mean, if we look at um, in the UK, they're doing this this pilot study with the four day week. Mm. Uh, and I and I know here in Sweden there's been many uh, studies looking at, at the four day week, but the initial results are showing that productivity does not decline. What does decline is the number of meetings that people have, mm. and getting rid of the meetings means people are focusing on the work, and I think that's a very interesting. So when you ask me to imagine the future of work there will yeah. be less less meetings <laughs> definitely yeah. yeah definitely less meetings yeah uh, do you think the 
employees and the leaders have the skills today to to um, to manage uh, the situation and listen uh, to the needs of the replies uh, in a digital world, in a more digital world than before the pandemic? I think Do we have a, a gap there? Yeah, I, I think there are gaps, but I think we've also fast-tracked. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I can only sort of um, draw on my own experience when March 2020 hit us and um, working with leadership development, it was very much okay. Mm -hmm. So you know, we have two choices. One is we don't run any leadership development because we can't bring people in. Uh, we can't yeah. physically meet them. Or two, we go online. Mm. And we went online. Yeah. Uh, and that was highly appreciated by the leaders. And when I say go online, we use Microsoft Teams, as I think, you know, everybody did either Zoom or Microsoft Teams. Mm. And we started running short, bite sized how to lead from a distance. Simple mm. as that. And we said, hey, we don't really know what we're doing. We've not done this before. But yeah. we but we knew that leaders wanted this. They yeah. they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to, to lead from a distance. So we we sort of learned together and co-created together. And that was highly appreciated. Yeah. Um, and then the feedback was, oh, we would never have known that you hadn't done this before. Um, and I think we all went through that pain journey. Mm you know, of learning, of suddenly yeah. saying, hey, but brainstorming, we don't have a whiteboard or a flip chart. Aha, but now we do. We can do that digitally. <laughs> That's so, fantastic. Yeah. So I think, you know, it, it, it was about, you know, the classic, try it, make the mistakes, fail, learn. Yeah. Um, and we had some amazing offsites digitally. Yeah. Because we figured out how to do it. Um, so, you know, go for a walk and talk on the phone, um, you know, make sure there's more interaction. So you're not just sitting and getting, you know, tired of sitting by the, the computer all day. Mm. But I think, yeah, we it is about being brave and, and trying it out. Mm. Um, and, and then we've, we've sort of developed from there. And I, I think it's, it's been fantastic to, to see the growth that has happened. Um, over the last couple of years. A lovely learning journey. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, and I think we need that sort of uh, behaviors to, to learn from each other and learn that way. Mm. I also see lots of uh, large uh, companies uh, here in the Nordics that uh, made the same journey as you, yes. uh, yeah. the, the companies you work for. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and I think it, it's, um, you know, we can sometimes think, oh, no, that's too difficult mm -hmm. yeah oh I, or i don't want to do that so in in some ways the pandemic has been the the sort of biggest transformation in the world i think mm -hmm. yeah it, you know when we talk about the change curve and i think some people sat in denial for a long time yeah yeah, and, and, and still are maybe. I think you know when we come to talk about uh, remote working uh, mm -hmm. you know that that's not going to go away no. <laughs> that that is the 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 way forward of course um the hybrid the remote you know that that debate i think we we need to move forward now that's uh 
the leaders struggle with a hybrid world, it is special from remote or app mm -hmm. work. It's mm -hmm. the mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is the mix. And I, I'm very impressed when I've looked at what Microsoft have done there because they have said, okay, um, this is going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. we are always going to have hybrid now. Um, and I noticed that because, um, you know, here when we have meetings in Sweden, you know, somebody might have a child who's sick at home. Yeah. Now, before they would stay at home and miss the meeting. Now mm -hmm. they can join via Teams or, or Zoom. So yeah it won't go away you know we are many of us are in global companies and of course that means we have got people all around the world so mm. we're, we're always going to have that hybrid situation so microsoft have now tackled that um, yeah. and they reinvented the office space um, so often offices have like the long table with the screen at one side mm -hmm. and of course when you go into the hybrid situation then you've got people in the in the office space and the ones on the screen are often ignored i think i think we <laughs> we can quite easily go back to those old old habits yeah uh, microsoft have now got a, a circular um office space so that everybody including those on on teams are actually in that circle and it's a really good way that they've got, okay, let's just have a look at this now. The, this is going to be the way forward. How can we make this more effective for everyone? And I like that. I mean, that's where innovation comes when we say, okay, let's get out of denial. Let's move forward. Let's see what we can do. Um, yes, lovely. And I think in this, it is like a new world. But then we need to try new things and see other perspectives. Uh, mm -hmm. A few mm -hmm. companies are in the forefront and we others, we can follow after them and test and trial. <laughs> to have a strategy, uh, why is it critical with a strategy to retain employees? Mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, if we have high turnover employees, that's not so, so good for our cost um, because we know to recruit is expensive and then to lose an employer is expensive and then you have to recruit again. Mm. So uh, I think it's it's important that we, we retain our, our talent, yeah. but it may not be forever, I think. Um, it may be that we, we are more flexible and, and maybe we uh we give people the opportunity to maybe work with some partner companies or other companies and, and you know people rotate around the companies mm. um but retaining our talent i mean a, a new person in a role it can take six to 12 months to really yeah. get to understand the organization and the people in the organization obviously have a good understanding of the culture, how it works around here, how you get things done. So I think it is important to, to retain the talent that you have in an organization so that you, you know, you really can drive the change forward. Mm. Um, bringing in new people, retaining the talent that you have and that loyalty. Mm. I mean, there was there was something very special for me when I first walked into Volvo cars and people would say to me I've been here for 30 years 35 years 40 years and it really is a thing 
you know, mm. my father and grandfather worked here. Yeah. And that loyalty, I think, is, is something very, very special. Mm. And I don't think we should lose that where we have it. Because, you know, we, we know that on average, people are going to stay in organisations maybe two years at the most going forward. Mm. Yeah. I think it's yeah important to, to uh, consider why are they at the workplace and uh, do more of that. Do you agree? Keep yeah. good, keep yeah. the good behaviors. You said it, it, real yeah. and, no, mm. exactly. So you know, why do you come to work, and what's your purpose? Yeah, um, and are you fulfilling your purpose at work? Mm. Um, I think sometimes you can get lost in the the day to day, just getting things done. And I think it is good to step back and think, you know, what um, what's giving me energy? What's mm. motivating me? What are some of the things that maybe drain me of energy? Yeah. And, and, and of course, you know, there are some things that you have to do. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a spreadsheet person, but I have to do some spreadsheets. But if I spent <laughs> all day, every day doing spreadsheets, you, you, yeah. know, you really wouldn't get the best out of me. So I think we really have to, to play to strengths where we can um and and of course you know no no job is perfect or ah, maybe not so many jobs are perfect there's always going to be something that we we don't like but let's ensure that we do the most to get as much energy as possible and be in that flow we always want that mm -hmm. sort of ultimate flow where we go oh my gosh the day yeah. just yeah went by so quickly because it was so interesting and, and you know, that if, if more people could be there, I think that would be great mm. for organisations. Yeah. Uh, workplaces that not prepare enough for the future, like uh, conformative uh, workplaces. Uh, um, what do you see happens with them <laughs> or how can we help them? <laughs> Yeah, I think we do need to help them. I think um, we really need to recognise that work is changing. Mm. Um, you know, as I said, there is no going back to, to where we were before in this kind of nine to five going into the office. That just, just doesn't, it's not going to exist. Mm. Um, so that flexibility and that understanding what is work really. So. Yeah. Am I working when I'm listening to a podcast? Am I working when I'm loading the washing machine and listening into an information meeting? Mm. Mm. Uh, am I working when I drive my kids to school and, and um, on a meeting? So I think, again, the pandemic has, has enabled us to do much more of that and mm. um, to be able to to balance the the work with the, the home life mm. but also that's brought challenges as we know you know that do I switch off when it comes to five or six o'clock so again we have to be intentional again we have to say okay this is my cutoff time this is when I stop work um, mm. and, oh, and one of the wonderful things about having your own business <laughs> yeah. is you, know, you can say, well, you know what, 
I was traveling the last few days. I've woken up. I'm pretty tired. I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to have yeah. a coffee and I'm yeah. going to start at, at 10 o'clock and I might work through till later. Mm. But it's that flexibility. Yeah. And the pandem pandemic, it was the uh, catalyst for these behaviors. Mm -hmm. um, you work with so many people, with leaders and uh, talents in the organizations. And yeah, it was like the ketchup effect. Mm. <laughs> you, do you know that word? Ketchup, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> ketchup effect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so many are hungry for this, this flexibility. Mm. But I remember uh, some years ago that I, I was working with an organization and one of the sales guys, um, he he wasn't so good at getting up in the morning uh, and his start time was eight o'clock yeah and quite often he would turn up at 10 past quarter past eight yeah everybody else in the team was there beforehand but <laughs> instead of finishing at five he would work till maybe six or seven yeah and and he was the one that sold the most mm. but his boss wasn't happy about this and mm. said that he needed to be there at eight o'clock, even though he wasn't customer facing, there was yeah. no, you know, shop or anything where he had to be, it was all on the, on the phone. But the, so I think this has to be something about flexibility of rules. You know, why mm. have rules for the sake of having rules? Mm. Yeah. Because it goes back to the individual. Okay. So you actually perform better if you come in at eight thirty and you'll work through till, mm. till seven o'clock and you sell more. Okay, fine. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Yes, uh, lovely. <laughs> I think it's uh, yeah, it's refreshing to 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 see the new uh, workplace uh, takes mm. its form. So. Mm. I think so. I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> and what have you learned from the last years? Do you have any success and failures to tell tell the audience about? Oh my gosh, I, uh, lots. I mean, I, I, you know. We start with a failure, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> we can learn so much from them. <laughs> I think there are probably many failures um, over, the, <laughs> over the years. Lovely. No, but I, uh, I, I, one that sort of pops into my mind uh, is the purpose. So um, I, I went to visit Unilever and Unilever you know, are very into being purpose driven um, and all of their, their brands have a, a, a purpose. Um, so, for example, they don't sell Life Boy soap. Mm. They actually sell the benefits of hand washing to saving lives in developing um, countries. Yeah. Uh, so when I came back, I mean, they all of their people go through purpose workshops to really discover their purpose. Um, so I kind of like came back into the corporate world and said, right, let's have purpose. Let's have, a, you know, all these different types of purpose workshops. And of course, we were not ready to go there. Mm. Um, you know, we had to do more groundwork to help build, um, you know, what is purpose? What are the benefits of purpose and how can purpose enable you to be more profitable? 
Mm. Um, so I think that was okay. So we maybe we just start with a one workshop and we really help people to understand, you know, what this is first. Uh, so that was definitely something that we quickly adapted. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, one success story. Yeah, I, th I think I will go back to the, the going online when it came to leadership development. I mean, we we had around 800 leaders going through the sort of face-to-face -face leadership programs. And during the pandemic, we, we saw 2,000 leaders. Um, so that was that was really, really successful. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I think that has to be up there of one of the success stories. And appreciated, you know, really... Um, a lot of leaders um, appreciated that that time and, and, and having that support mm. that they were doing the right thing and and also you know getting help with what they didn't know you know you know how how do I deal with the water cooler moment I don't bump into people okay <laughs> then we create the water cooler moment yeah you know, so all of these problems that we we find okay well then what's the solution how can mm. we do it in a different way? Mm. Um, and I think that's that's something that we have to keep looking at. You know, mm. I, I, again, going back to this, you can tell that this airline is sticking in my mind because I was talking to the the guy yesterday, and uh, it is difficult, and we can get trapped in the the negativity. And how do we get out of this? Mm. But it's important to get out of that and think, okay, where can we go now? What disruption can we create? Mm. Um, because I think it was Michael Leary from uh, Ryanair said, you know, cheap, cheap airfare has now disappeared. Mm. You know, and I know that trying to go to London, I'm like, how much for a flight? I used to be able to go for kind of like 40 euros or something, but I can't anymore. Mm -hmm. And so what's the next disruption going to be in the in the travel industry yeah but because it's coming how do you learn best <laughs> you, you already told me how you learn together with your colleagues in work and that's fantastic but how do you learn best i was actually uh, uh, speaking at a conference in amsterdam that's why i was at schiphol last week um and i was diving into the world of web3 and blockchain and mm. um, i found that very interesting exciting um you know lots of inspiring people who were telling me how this is going to be just a game changer mm. and i could understand it at a conceptual level but i need to see it mm -hmm. And that's for me, I need both. I, I, I'm, you know, with ideas, uh, I love creating ideas and talking with people. So that collaboration piece, but I also need to be able to relate it to something I know. And I think that's the same for many people, really, you know, conceptual to reality. Mm. How can I make that happen in, in reality? What will that look like for me? Mm. Interesting. Lovely. Do you read books or listen to podcasts as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Variation. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Often when I'm cooking, there's a podcast on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, and I like to, I like to listen to different perspectives as well. Mm. I like to listen to something that would challenge my perspective. Mm. I think it's good to do that, not just mm. listen to 
something that I, I will agree with that. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. sayers. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's refreshing to, to listen to other with other perspectives. I agree. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, yes. And um, now uh, I have a little question. You said ideas. Uh, if I said to you, invest in talents or invest in ideas to create global teams, what do you say when I say so? Invest in talents or invest in ideas? invest in ideas <laughs> <laughs> to, to create global good teams yeah invest in ideas i would say mm -hmm. um because i think talent i've worked in the talent space for many many years um mm -hmm. and i've seen uh, you know how we I, I i i actually worked in professional services for some time um and we would have high potential programs and we would have regular programs so yeah. senior managers going through one or the other and sometimes the high potential would accidentally end up in the kind of the regular senior manager mm. program and I rarely noticed and I think that's interesting in itself yeah. because we have bias of course when we're we're looking at potential we don't always use the data um, mm. that we have and, and, and can use and um, mm. so I think yeah talents can can change I think you know the organization is full of talents you know mm. any organization is full of people who can be amazing super superpowers if mm -hmm. we engage them to be their best that they can possibly be yeah so I think it's the ideas in the end that will will take us forward exciting lovely I love to hear that and um, what is next project for you uh, you have recently uh, left your employer and uh, yeah start a new career which plans do you have next mm -hmm. um, so yeah I, I left my corporate role three weeks ago so it's still a very early days but so far I've been really busy <laughs> um, I, I've had a, a number of speaking events, so I really enjoy that. And I've, I've got a few speaking events coming up. Um, I will work as a, a transformational coach because that's something I, I'm really passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love, I love seeing people transform. I see people having those aha moments. Um, I, I really want to change um, organizations. I want to help organizations become human centric uh, mm. through their leadership. Mm. Um, and I think we really have that golden opportunity right now to, to do that, mm. um, to enable leaders to, to truly maximize um, the people that they're working with. Mm. Um, I really like the work of Liz Wiseman. She talks about maximizers and diminishers. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's worth having a look at that. If there's any leaders listening, you know, am I, am I stopping people from being the best? Um, mm. And I don't think anyone gets up in the morning and, and says, I'm going to stop people being as good as they can be. I think mm. it's accidentally happens. Um, because some of the behaviours, um, micromanagement is one of the ones she talks about a lot. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, 
we need as leaders to be able to have that self-awareness and say are we micromanaging what are some of the behaviors that we are doing that are really causing our team to to not be able to be as effective as they can be Hmm. and um, if you summarize um, three tips to the audience today how they can uh, unleash the playground for high-performing teams and good talents? Uh. Um, I think the, the first thing is good old uh, Amy Edmondson and psychological safety. And yeah. We need to create an environment where people feel able to speak up and talk about their crazy ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and often at work, I would say this is an idea I haven't really thought it through yet, mm. rather than it being seen as this is the finished product. So to be able to, you know, that sparks creativity, it sparks that if I have an idea, you might come in, but hey, you know, I can add to that, I, I can develop that. So creating an environment where people can speak up come up with their ideas and and discuss Mm. um i think really understanding the people you know really spending time to listen to ask those good questions those good open questions um and to be empathetic Mm -hmm. so people are in different stages of their life um, and to understand where they're at and what they want and what they need to be mm. successful. You know, to me, a leader is somebody who kind of like clears the path, clears the forest mm. so that others can get through, mm. um, you know, helps to, to the team to, to move forward at pace. Um, and I think finally to, yeah, allow people to grow. So mm. allow people to learn. Don't think just because this person is a particular profession that they'll always stay in that profession. Mm. You know, they may reskill, they may develop their skills, they may have transferable skills. So not not boxing people in, enabling them to okay, but what are those transferable skills that that you could use in a, in another role in an, in another position? So that people can have that flexibility to to move around, to to be in that talent playground. Lovely, lovely tips. Uh, mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and um, if we look one year from now, where do you see we are? Because five and ten years, that is a long horizon. Um, uh, three or five years could also be a long time. But if we focus on one year, Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. are we one year from now? I think we're in a much better place to deal with ambiguity because we will have had a lot more uh, uh, things happening to us uh, yeah. over the year. Um, there will be moments uh, where I think it's going to be tough for, for people. Um, but I think that toughness brings that opportunity to innovate and to yeah. to really think about what's next. Mm. Um, so I really, I, I mean, I remember in 2008 when we had the economic downturn and I had my own business and I was absolutely terrified. I thought, you know, how am I going to pay for food? Um, <laughs> 
but what I know is that the companies that still invested in in the learning, the development, um, in the the R and D, were mm. the ones that came out successful. I think those mm. that that sort of paused those activities for a year or two years suffered. Yeah. So I think it's it's super important that we we you know we keep moving forward and thinking um, of the future. Uh, so I think yes, we will start to see. Um, a shift in the next year. Do you see a sector or a size uh, of a company that will be the winner in this uh, game or competitions? Mm, I mean, a lot of the e-commerce. I mean, we saw, I think, in China, the e-commerce and uh, social media jobs mm. spiked. Mm. Um, I think we will see much, much more of that spiking over the next year. Um, you know, more success from from businesses where you don't have high costs and, and overheads. So, mm. which um, yeah, I, I see much much more of that happening. Um, yeah, and I'm 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 really curious about the airline industry. I really I don't know where it's going, but I'm I'm really interested to see what happens there. Something's mm. going to come out of this um, mm. for sure. And if we speak about learning and uh, skills like curiosity, how important is that for the progress and the success uh, from now? Curiosity, I think, is is critical. I think we have to have those that curious curiosity mindset. Uh, and if you haven't listened into Simon Brown from Novartis, the chief learning officer in the Curious Advantage, you must 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 do that. Yeah, um, I have. Yeah, because it's fantastic. Um, mm. You know the the curiosity that, that that is happening, and get out. You know, get talk to somebody from a different sector. Yeah. Go out and visit another company. That's something that's, uh, I think, really uh, rich for a consultant is mm. that ability to be able to go into different companies. And just walking through the door, you mm. learn so much about the Absolutely. company. You know, you get a sense of, uh, of how that company is and the culture and the interaction, just how you're met at reception says a lot about the company. Yeah. So, you know, be curious, be open, um, you know, and challenge your own thinking and, and prejudices and bias um, because we are all human. So we all have bias. Uh, mm. so, yeah. Be open. And um I you love to hear what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, Lisa. Uh, it's, uh, it's time to round up quite soon. How can we reach you and tell a little about uh, what you will do next, uh, if you have any plans? Uh... Yeah, I'm definitely open to, to speaking. I get a lot of energy out of, out of that. Um, uh, I, I speak on the topic of uh, human-centric leadership. That to me is 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 absolutely a place that we need to be at and, and where we need to go. Um, last week I was I was talking on female leaders in the C-suite. Uh, we're still not there yet. <laughs> um, so yeah, how can we help our our female leaders to to get into into those leadership positions um, and the future of work? I'm I'm really excited and curious about where where we go when it, it comes to the future of work. So mm -hmm. yeah, 
speaking. I'm very much uh, in the leadership uh, development space and, and coaching. So very open to, to having a conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Always curious. I, 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 I love different companies. I love different sectors. I just love to be able to see what's going on and, and how those connections are. You know, yeah. there are many, many connections. And of course, that's one of the, the things in the future. We will need to partner more. We will need mm. to, to work much, much more with, with people outside our sector mm. to, to really be able to, yeah, move us forward. That's true. Absolutely true. Uh, can we reach you at LinkedIn or which LinkedIn, sh- channels I'm, can we reach you? LinkedIn, I'm always there. Uh, yeah, so absolutely. Um, find me on, on LinkedIn, Liz Ryder. And yeah, I'm posting on these very topics all the time. Um, so would love love to, to speak more to anybody who is curious. Sounds lovely. Thank you very much, Liz. Uh, It's time to round up uh, this uh, really, really interesting episode with you in EdTech Tuesdays. Thanks. Thank you so much. Du har lyssnat på EdTech Tuesdays, en intervjupodd producerad av Snabbfoting. Vi är ledare inom kontinuerligt lärande och digitala plattformar. Besök oss på snabbfoting.se för att läsa mer om framtidens lärande.